0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. I'm Manny Garavito, and uh, today we're going live to talk about, you know, Art Basel. It's over. Tonight is the, the final night, I believe, for Art Basel here in the city of Miami. And, you know, another success. Another successful week of random parties happening in random areas, uh, from hotels to 7-Elevens to your best friend's backyard. Everybody was throwing an Art Basel event. Everybody was partying. Everybody had art in the background while they were doing cocaine. It was a wonderful experience. Shout out to all the DJs, promoters, and venue owners that made this event possible. Once again, you guys are the real uh, heroes of Miami for bringing these kinds of events out. Uh, so, you know, there was a, a, this was all over the news. There was a lot of uh, controversy behind. Oh, my God. Is, was there another controversial piece? Of art somewhere in Miami? You're damn right. Uh, Apparently, the most controversial one, the winner of this year's controversial art, I believe, was by an artist called Mischief, uh, with the uh, syllables missing. And he devised an ATM machine where when you put in your ATM card, you have the option of posting a photo of yourself and how much money you have in the bank account. Now. I'm not the kind of guy that would go against such a thing because if you've got the audacity to flex like that, then by all means, please, you know, flex. Keep the, keep the Miami tradition alive for scam artists and con artists to find you and try to use your information to take out some money. I mean, how, balling, how much of a baller are you if you don't put yourself at risk to get robbed? That's the reason why Miami wears gold chains. Almost everybody, even people that aren't even balling are wearing gold chains. You know, their mother, their grandmother, they gave it to them. It's like, you know what, I'm going to put this on every single day, even while I'm walking through the hood, when I'm going to Miami Beach, when I'm going to this dive bar, when I'm going to go see my plug. They got their gold chains on that their grandparents gave them, and they're just letting you know that you can rob them at every moment, at any moment, that is, and they don't care because it's a flex, and that's the art of Miami flexing. You see, real... Real people that are wealthy, the real ones, I'm talking about the ones that have like uh, old school money, even new school money, Um, they don't really flex. They drive Honda Civics, they wear flip flops, they go out to the dollar store. You know what I'm talking about? You know, I'm talking about that kind of wealthy person. That they don't want to let you know they're wealthy, but when you look at their bank account, they got millions of dollars passed down from generation to generation, and they're just living off of that comfortably because they don't live in Miami. Because in the city of Miami, if you're wealthy and you try to hide it, what's the point? No one wants to hang out with you. I'm worth millions. Yeah, dude, but you're driving a Honda. This ain't cool. I don't want to hang out with somebody that's wealthy and they look like, you know, they work a nine to five. It's like, dude, flex, where are your rims? Why aren't we doing lines of cocaine off a stripper's ass? Oh, because I'm responsible with my money. Well, you're not responsible with this friendship. Because the reason I'm hanging out with you is to be rich. That's when you know you... <laughs> you know, when you have a wealthy friend, you are you by affiliation are wealthy too. You know, you're in the VIP, you're buying bottles. But I think the reality of, of it all is, in Miami, if you come here with money, you can't hide it. You, you got to live the extravagant lifestyle, and that's the real art of Miami flexing. When you're risking your life, when you know all your friends are fake, when you know all the girls I want to get with you don't care about you, just your money, that is the art of Miami flexing, where you give up all the security you have for yourself to put it all out on the line for everybody else to benefit or to target you exclusively, <laughs> Oh, you got a 401k? Who cares? Where's your Ferrari? <laughs> what would you rather have, guys? Put it on the chat. Would you rather have a 401k or a Ferrari? <laughs> right, you got to have a nice car, which is already a terrible investment. You got to have a nice uh, view on your balcony. You got to live in Brickell or Miami Beach, okay? If you if you made a property investment in places like Opelika, you know, when you're gentrifying Opelika or maybe in northern Windwood in that area, and you're trying to, like, oh, you know, I want to buy a single-family home so that I can rent it out. That doesn't matter, all right? Where's your place at? Where do you live, all right? Are you in, does your balcony have a view of other people overpaying for rent? Then you ain't balling. Yeah, but I own three houses. Yeah, but th- where are they? Oh, you got a house in Homestead. Oh, my God. Not impressed. Miami does not get impressed if you make sound Financial decisions. You got to make awful financial decisions in order for Miami to see you as a baller. Oh, man. What's going on, uh, Lucilleen? Jura, Miss B, Arming. We're here talking about the art of the Miami flex. Only one, Miss Nicole, says exactly. So uh, here's the thing. A lot of people can't be out there trying to research If somebody is wealthy or not, there's certain stat, there's certain uh, symbols of status when it comes to being wealthy. All right. It's not it's no longer about being comfortable or having a a free lifestyle, which in reality is the real status for wealth. Like if you don't have to uh, if you live the life you live and you have all the time to do whatever you want, by default, you're wealthy. Because you got rid of somebody telling you what to do, all right? You got rid of that boss that you can't stand. You don't have to work with people you don't like. You don't have to wake up when you don't want to wake up, okay? You're making a living off things you're passionate about, right? You're making money that you can live off of with something you're passionate about. All your expenses are covered, and you got a little extra to invest in your future. By default, that's wealth. But Miami frowns upon that. Okay, Miami does not want you to live a comfortable life. Miami wants to put your life at risk if you're wealthy. You are in the crosshairs of everybody in this city, and that's the only way you can live the celebrity lifestyle where you are just a straight-up baller. You got to have haters. Wealthy people don't need haters. People are... (laughs) You ain't balling in Miami, man. You got to get some haters on you. You got to get people that will... You know, your friend's trying to take your credit card. All right, you got girlfriends on you got girls on your DMs pretending they love you, but they really want your credit card info, social security. They want to go half on the house you're gonna buy. That's what real wealth is in Miami. But to get back to what I was saying, when it comes to status, uh, symbols of status, Miami doesn't have time to do all the research. So you got to wear your wealth in the beginning, and people got to talk about it in the beginning. That's why when you go to a nightclub. And you buy, you know, a $2,000 bottle, just one. And you got the little sparkler show, you know, where the, the bottle girls come out with the little sparklers and all that. And, you know, let's say you get five. So that's ten grand. You got ten grand spent at, at, you know, at a club in Miami. They're going around with their sparklers. Everybody in the club is like, yo, who got five bottles? And there's some nightclubs that put your name on the thing. Hey, everybody, if you want to rob somebody tonight, this guy just bought $10,000 worth of, spark- <laughs> of sparkling champagne. <laughs> Yo, the nightclub will snitch on you. <laughs> Yo, there's the joke right there. Oh, man. See, this is why I do the podcast, man. I got I to come up with content. Um, nightclub's putting your name on a sign. To let everyone know that you you spent 10k on bottles. All right, everybody at the club, if you want to rob somebody tonight, make some noise. Right over there in the corner, that guy just spent 10 G's on sparkling champagne. Round of applause, Manny Garavito. we robbing them tonight! Yeah! <laughs> it's true. That's what you got to do in the city of Miami, man. You got to make sure people know you're wealthy. And uh, now this new ATM that just came out over in, uh, I think it was in Wynwood. The artist allows you to put your bank balance so people can see. So, you know, now everybody sees. Like, people just go there just to see who the person is on top. Like, who is actually... Um, Who actually has the audacity to put their balance, and how high is it? I heard in the comments somewhere that even it was Diplo that um, had millions in his checking account. What's up, Armani? Now, I'm not not judging. If you got money, believe me, I'm not a hater. More power to you. You got to think in an abundant mindset. But from my understanding, with the way the U.S. financial and banking system works, if you got over 250k in one account, the FDIC cannot protect your money if the bank goes down. All right, this is banking 101. And that's exactly the point where you have to put your wealth at risk in Miami. <laughs> See, the sound financial decision is never put over $250,000 in one account because if the bank goes down, you're covered up to 250K. Anything after that, you lost it. So what you do, you should do if you got, like, millions of dollars, you got to split it into different accounts. But people in Miami don't care about none of that stuff, man. We don't read, They don't read financial literature. Yo, I need the people to know I got 5 million unsecured dollars in my account. So if somebody or some bank were to go down, it's all gone except 250K. All right? What's up, Queen Bella? No, I'm not going to get you on. M9794, welcome to the chat. Diane is loud. Welcome. We're here talking about the art of the Miami Flex. By the way, I haven't forgotten about those that are really good at uh, coming off like they're uh, wealthy. Shout out to those people because that's people that fake an entire wealthy lifestyle are next level. Uh, I think the fact that you are good at coming off rich is more skillful than making money itself. Because how can you fake an entire lifestyle where people actually believe that you are wealthy. Like how do you how do you come up with the money to come off wealthy when you're not wealthy? Uh, what about this flex? Uh, Adam Gutierrez says, "Oh wait, I actually saw this. I know exactly what you're talking about, Adam." All right. Let's pause on that. Let's go with what Adam is saying. What about this flex? $200,000 for um for a, the that crazy lady that was at an exhibit in Miami during Art Basel where uh, it was two ladies, I believe in that video, where one of them was uh, the auctioneer and she was auctioning breast milk by some other person that was there. But the person that was shooting the the breast milk from her body onto a little glass shot, uh, shot glass that is, uh, she covered her face. So... How bold are you really if you know what you're doing is going to get you in trouble? Y- you got to put your face out there if you really want to make a bold statement. But anyways, I digress. So, somebody apparently bid $200,000 for the cup of breast milk uh, that was squirted onto this shot glass. But my question is this. Uh, that breast milk, that well, not even the breast milk itself, but the, the showing of somebody squirting breast milk... Uh, I don't really think that transaction went through, or <laughs> uh, you'd call me crazy, but I don't really believe that somebody would see a homeless person shouting out obscenities. or maybe uh, if, you, if you were outside, so I'll give you an example. If you were outside and you were at a bus stop and a homeless person is jerking off and then I stand next to the homeless person I'm like, all right, guys, this guy right here is jerking off in front of everybody. We're going to put this in a shot glass? Well, do I hear $100? Do I hear $1,000? All right, we got $1,000 right here. People are just going to be yelling stuff out for the sake of yelling it out or participating in the absurdity. But I don't really believe that somebody's going to come up with a, with a contract or some sort of document where you've got to sign it in order for this, trend, this crazy attempt to go through. You know what I'm saying, Adan? I think what ended up happening is they started yelling, The cameras came out. Mission accomplished. Anything they say after that is just an additional thing. But the fact that people believe that that transaction went through is is silly. That transaction didn't go through. Security came out. That is if even security wasn't even a part of it. How do you know security wasn't a part of it? Hey, uh, who owns this gallery? I do. All right, look, this is what we're going to do. At exactly 8.30 this evening, me and my girlfriend are going to come out. She's going to have her tits out. She's going to be squirting breast milk in a cup. We're going to start yelling to people. All right, hopefully it's going to be peak hours where there's a lot of people there. And guess what? Free promotions for your gallery. All right, absolutely. I'll go ahead and I'll let the bouncers know to kick you out after you make a $200,000 or more. Deal. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Miami Art Basel is just full of uh, con artists. It's just people trying to be the loudest. All right, I took a little break. I left Miami during our past. Do you think I'm going to get stuck in traffic with you guys? Hell no. I left. I went to St. Pete. I went to the Salvador Dali Museum. I went to a nice historic museum, and I I laid down in an empty beach, and I saw one of the most beautiful sunsets of my life. And you know what I was thinking in my head? Thank God I'm not in Miami right now. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, man. I love Miami to death. I love Miami. I'll probably, I, I was thinking about this today. I'm probably never going to move from Miami. Probably going to live here for the rest of my life. But there are times where you've got to make a decision to leave every once in a while. You know when you're with somebody you love and you just got to take a break from them? That's how I feel with Miami. It's a very love hate. You know what? Miami, I love you and all, but you're going to be full of traffic. All right? Everything's going to be expensive. All the good restaurants are going to be packed. Can't get myself into anything. Right, because I don't know anybody that knows somebody that knows somebody. So you know what I'm gonna do? You go have your fun. All right, let's take a little break. And what do you do when you take a break with somebody? They go out and they fuck other people. They see other people. So you let Miami do their thing. Like, all right, Miami, go do your thing. I'm gonna go see Saint Pete. All right, because I hear he's a saint. And I'm gonna go watch a sunset. I'm gonna have some mimosas by the beach. And then, then we, you know, and then we'll, I come back and we all make amends, and we don't even have to mention who we saw. We don't even have to mention how we felt about the other people we saw. We just sweep it under the rug. That's how I feel about Miami during Art Basel. I just leave. You do your thing, all right? Do your thing. <laughs> you know what I saw while I was in Saint Peach, uh, Saint Peach, uh, Saint Pete. I was, uh, I was in this. Um, what hotel was I in? It's a beautiful hotel, and and the irony is since everybody was in Miami Beach during Art Basel, all the hotels in Saint Pete. Not only were they empty, but the prices were amazing, uh, and I got I got this really cool beachside hotel, but I forget the name of it. I think it was like Bellwether. Oh yeah, the Bellwether. Highly recommend the Bellwether Hotel in Saint Petersburg. So I go downstairs uh, on a random day, and I'm waiting for the sun the sunset. And as I'm sitting down, I look off to the side, and right in front of the beach bar, there's a wedding happening, and Apparently, everybody at the bar was able to participate in this wedding. <laughs> it was beautiful. They had seats out. They had a lot of floral decorations. You know, the, uh, the father was walking the bride down, which, by the way, uh, I just realized that when the, uh, the groom walks down the aisle, everybody sits down all comfortable, but when the bride walks down, everybody's got to stand up. I thought, I thought we were living in an era of equality. Why can't everyone stand up when the groom is walking down the aisle? That's the guy that popped the question. Give that guy props. Whatever, I digress. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> the bride started walking down the aisle. Everybody stood up. It was a beautiful moment. Now, I was a little drunk, and then they did the question, uh, if anyone has anything to say against this marriage, speak now or forever, hold your peace. I was almost buzzed enough to like stand up and be like, I got something to say. I got something to say. Uh, Don't do it, bro. Believe me, man. Go to Miami. (laughs) Nobody gets married over there. Come on, man. Come on down to Miami. You'll change your mind immediately. (laughs) And then, you know what I started thinking? I started thinking why aren't my brother got married in a beach as well. Um, And it's a beautiful setting for, for a wedding. If it's like, you know, if it's clean and there's not a lot of people. Those are nice, and, you know, that's a great example of you not having to flex uh, your money. That's a great way to actually flex your money, and it's also also the most ineffective way to flex your money. It's like, how are you going to spend a lot of money to marry somebody when all the girls are going to be seeing how much you spent on your wedding, and they're going to be like, well, shit, man, I got to make this guy cheat on his wife. This guy's loaded. (laughs) Anyways. It was a beautiful wedding, I'm not going to lie. I saw it and I was like, oh, these guys are really in love. They did it in a nice beach, right? It was, you know, clear. There was not a lot of people. There were people in the background watching and people were respectful. Um, Almost. uh, The beer almost kicked in on my end, but, you know, I held it. And then um, I was thinking, like, why aren't weddings being done in Miami Beach? Because it's too lit. Miami Beach is so lit that if somebody were to have a wedding there, you would hear people arguing in the background. You would hear somebody else's reggaeton music. All right? There's probably going to be a fight that would break out. <laughs> There's going to be a drug dealer with a backpack selling you stuff, selling your, your, your uh, guest stuff. All right? You're going to be embarrassing yourself in front of your, your newlyweds, uh, parents and friends. They're like, yeah, everything was fine until Manny's friend came around and started giving everybody drugs. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, All right, let's go here to the chat. Rizzy, what's going on? Alec, uh, Maisi, Ladina. What's up, guys? All right, thanks for joining me. We're here recording a podcast live stream. If you guys want to participate on the art of the Miami flex, how people can flex their wealth in the city of Miami, uh, you know, and what you're. Thoughts are on the on the topic, please just put it on the chat. I'll go ahead and riff off of that. Um, so the next thing I'd like to talk about is like I was saying, faking an entire lifestyle. There's a lot of people out there that try to come off like they're wealthy. You know, they got car notes they can't afford, they've got mortgages that they're struggling to pay, but they're really out there in the forefront, especially on social media, coming off like they're wealthy. And the problem with this is, well, first of all, it's not really a problem if you if you get by. If you got a nice car, if you got a nice place. And, you know, you dress nice, but you got zero to your name, meaning in order for you to have, you know what, this is actually a pretty good insight. In order for you to have, like, wealth, if you want to show off with a yacht or a car or a nice penthouse, make sure you've got assets. Because I know some people, and I've heard about some people, that have all this extravagant stuff, but they've got no assets under their name. Meaning as soon as the money comes in, it comes way back out. Right? There's nothing like held. There's no thing holding like a, a a a pillow or a cushion of like, okay, if shit hits the fan, I can always resort to this. That's the real flex, right? The the freedom and the peace of mind. All right? But if you have the ability to make all your money serve your wealth or the view of wealth with a car, a yacht, and that's all you have, more power to you. The real art is you coming off this way when you're struggling to get by. That's the real art. You are amazing. <laughs> you, are, you are a daredevil. You can care less about your well-being. You're just like, man, people just got to know that I'm balling. And you know what? Every dog has his day. Every dog has its day. I remember when I lived in Miami Beach and I wasn't saving up. I had a nice car. It was brand new and I had an apartment. And then every time I got a paycheck, it was already spent. And you know, I have the occasional $300 for dinner or whatever, but that's about it. You know what I'm saying, Jai? Yeah. How could you flex your NFTs? I'll tell you how. As an owner of NFTs. All right, so here's the thing about NFTs. It's not just the art, okay? I'll f- if you want to flex NFTs, you got to have uh, a system or some sort of operation or some sort of value creation system with NFTs. I'll give you an example. When you go to an art museum, and let's say you come up, well, actually, I'll give you an even better example. I was over at the Salvador Dali Museum. Now, Salvador Dali is one of the greatest artists that live in our time, right? Of course, you know his work, the melting clocks, all the dreamscape art or whatever. Back then, there were no NFTs, so this guy had to, you know, get drunk or do drugs or whatever, draw on a canvas, put it up on display, and then have it, you know, somebody bought it. Okay, And then once somebody bought it, that's that person's now. You're still the artist, but now when that person resells it, there's no, there's no way for you to document you know, who has it, how much was paid, and uh, there's no way for the artist to get the money back or at least to get more money as his art piece uh, disperses through a bunch of wealthy old people <laughs> that want to collect your art pieces at a, at a cheese and wine party. Okay, so now what artists can do, especially what you're seeing on social media, is they can put a, a piece of unbreakable code on a creation, and then as you age or maybe when you die, and then your art or your creation or whatever it is you make starts being sold to people at wine and cheese parties. Oh, I don't know. What, what's going to be in the future? Wine and cheese sounds so traditional. How about just uh, uh, cocktails and cocaine parties? All right, that's probably the future. <laughs> and then when your art or your creation gets sold at a cocktail and cocaine party, you and your estate, meaning anybody that's in your family, like your children or whatever, can get 10% of that art piece in perpetuity forever. Okay, so if you're the kind of person that you're able to create a lot of stuff, slap a code on it where people can then uh, see the value behind owning that, and then you also get a kickback you know, from here to the end, then by all means do an NFT. What I don't understand is when people buy NFTs is because there's a launch and it's like, oh, we're doing a launch of these uh, uh, seagulls smoking marijuana and uh, the first batch is going to be $1,000. All right, well, what's the value I get from owning a seagull with a joint in its mouth? Oh, no, it's just an art piece. All right, well, I don't know, man. This art piece looks pretty cool. Let me buy one. And then guess what? You got scammed. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? What you really want is, yo, did you hear about so-and-so? His art is pretty effing cool. It's pretty innovative. And if you own the art, every time that person comes up with a T-shirt, you get to get one of those T-shirts at the same time. Forever? Forever. All right? So you get to own that piece, and then let's say if you collect enough NFTs, you can then do like an online gallery, and then you start flexing to the people It'd be like, ah, this NFT right here gives me T-shirts for free for the rest of my life. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which by the way, make sure you get your NFT Miami comedy shirts. All right. MiamiComedy.com slash shop. All right. NFTs are for sale, but I'm not pushing that because I'm still owning of the NFTs. But if you want a tangible shirt that you could put on your back, you can go to sleep with it. You can have sex with it. All right. There's no better. That's a, as a matter of fact, that's the stat that's the symbol of uh of status right there. If you own a Miami comedy shirt while you're having sex, You know, you ain't got no pants on, you got no shoes on, but you got the Miami comedy shirt on and you're just thrusting away. That's status, man. That right there goes to show it's like not only do I have enough money to support a local artist, but I also have enough money to wear it during sex to let you know that I've got an incredible sense of humor. (laughs) All right, that is it. Let's wind it down. That is it for the Miami Comedy Podcast. Thanks to everybody that tuned in and participated in the chat. I really appreciate it. If you guys want to help me out, okay? Uh, buy some merch. Subscribe to the podcast and follow. Also, follow the new Miami Comedy, uh, Instagram channel because I'm gonna be separating the two. Let me uh put it here so that you guys can uh, see it. So, for those listening in on the podcast, the new Instagram account is at Miami Comedy Podcast. This is where we gonna be where I'm gonna be posting um the uh, the new clips. This is both for Instagram and TikTok. All right, if you guys want to participate uh please do uh follow that account go to the youtube subscribe to the channel um i got a i got some people editing some of the old clips so you guys are going to be seeing some of the um the archived Miami comedy podcast going on there and you know i'd love for you guys to participate in these chats because uh this is how i do it you are the guest, okay i go live i riff about something you guys put in your two cents on the topic of course we're going to be doing comedy about miami and you guys can uh you know, participate and be the guest or whatever. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Tonight's comedy show will be at the tipsy flamingo in downtown Miami. That show is at eight o'clock tomorrow. We are at two shows. We're at red bar brickle at eight o'clock. And then we are at thank you, Miami for a late night show at nine o'clock Tuesday, Dom's brickle. And Wednesday night, we are back at the SLS hotel. If you haven't been to the SLS hotel on the second room lounge during comedy night, I highly recommend it because we curate some of the best comedy shows there. We also have a lovely audience full of local ladies as well as Sugar Daddy. So, ladies, if you're looking for someone special, I know you all want to fall in love with an older man, all right, with a 401K waiting to get cashed out under your name. (laughs) That is Wednesday night over at the SLS, 8.30 p.m. showtime. Uh, Then Friday night, we're back at Thank You Miami. Saturday night show coming soon. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you on the next episode. Have a good night, y'all.